a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Uh, 10, 9... Eight. No. Seven. No. Six. <laughs> five. You're going to hear this one day. Four, three, two, one. What happens after that? Before blast off. Ignition sequence. Yes. Uh, fuel. And we launch. And, well, you, and then you go to actually, Mars. Well, the liftoff happens at zero. It does. So well, all the other stuff happens in the countdown. I'm really glad you've been, you've been in training. Yeah. Getting preparing for your I got my sweatshirt on, Artemis. Very, very good. There's the moon. I love it. And to the moon and beyond. Yes. And you want to go beyond. I would go beyond, yeah. Of course you would. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another uh session of uh or episode of Father Knows Something. And uh we are uh with Mr. Justin today. Yes. And Dad. We are missing a few. We have uh, Morgan is puttering around the house. Uh, Holly is with her mom. Yes. And however, for this week, sometime he may show up, we don't know, is uh, Taylor. My son may join us. He's out working out right this second. That's right. So let's see what we have. What do you have for me today? Okay. The theme. Well, would you like to guess, actually? Can you guess the theme? <laughs> no. Dad, dads don't have to guess. We we've done all that that stuff. We just you don't like those games. We just we just take it in and we try to just give you the answers that uh, you may want to just hear an opinion on. And my guess is what we're doing. Okay, I'll make a guess. Okay, yeah, we're guessing how wonderful it is to spend a day with your dad and your mom and just go to the beach and enjoy. As adults. That's what you think the theme is? I think that's the thing. <laughs> okay. Well, just like last week, last week we threw it back to episode number one. Wait, wait. So you're telling me that's not the thing? No. Uh, today, we're throwing it back to episodes three and four. And you're also telling me it's not wishful thinking? No. Okay. It is <laughs> relationships. Ah, okay. Because we always need to check back in on relationships and we get a lot of write-ins about different aspects. So mm -hmm. that's what we're doing. Okay. I'm ready for relationships. Okay. Okay. Number one. 
My boyfriend, male 28, and I, female 26, have been together for almost three years. We have lived together for two. This is my first relationship ever, so a lot of it has been very new to me. Meeting the family of a significant other, learning to coexist with a partner, and separate roommate problems with relationship problems. On the other hand, my boyfriend has had a few relationships in high school and early college, so in a way, he has more experience on how to be in a relationship. Which brings me to my point. My boyfriend is a gamer, and I'm not. This is really his only hobby, and if he's not gaming or at work, he spends time with me. However, I don't have any hobbies, so when he is doing his thing on the game, I just watch TV or look at my phone, but I feel like I'm wasting so much time just sitting here. I could go hang out with friends, work out, or something, but I feel so guilty doing so knowing that it's time that could be spent with my boyfriend. My boyfriend even encourages me to do more things for myself, but there's this guilt that I can't let go of. For example, one night I just assumed he was going to game with his online friends, as he does, so I decided to go out for drinks with a friend. When I came home, I realized that he didn't game that night and decided to order pizza and watch a movie instead because he didn't feel like playing. I felt so guilty because that's time we could have spent together, but instead I was with a friend. Again, he did not guilt me. He said I should go out and spend time with my friends. I'm afraid I'm being a bit too codependent on him, and I'm not sure what to do. Any advice? It is really important, I will say this, that you have your own self. And, you know, the fact that he didn't game that night, he was totally comfortable just taking a veg night and not having to do think, converse, or game. Because gaming yeah. at one point becomes work. <laughs> your hobbies do become work. Sometimes you need to have a vacation from your hobby. Right. So... Uh, the guilt issue that you're feeling, this is all on you. You're creating this within yourself and you need not to do that. You just need to be able to, to feel free that he's okay. He's not going to evaporate. Your relationship is not going to evaporate. Long as you guys do have your time together and and you can say, look, you know, I am going to go out with, with Katie tonight or do you have any other, you know, thoughts? But let me know what you think. And he'll say, yeah, I just want to chill out. And you'll say, I'm going to go go out with Katie and go whatever we're going to do. So that actually is healthy for a relationship. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. In this guy's opinion. Now, some people might say, you know, you're wrong, but that's the way I really feel. And this is about, you know, what I would interpret this to be. So um, I would also go try new things on your own. Try ceramics, try painting, try to find that side of your brain that would like to do something different if it's creative, if it's experiencing. You know, different people find different ways of of finding that that zone with, where they enjoy, where it's, it's they love to do it, that place. Yeah. My mother found it in knitting. She'd knit one pearl two 24-7. No matter where she was, if she was at an executive board meeting, she was the she was the, the executive board member doing this. Yeah. But that doesn't mean she wasn't paying attention. It was unconscious for her at that point in time or, or subconscious, you know, interaction that she just did. Yeah. Um, me, I like to go to the hangar and get mechanical. I fix things or break things or whatever it might be. And not that I don't enjoy creating on a computer, 
but sometimes I need to just get out, go away. And I may just go to the hangar and not really create. I just may interact with some people around there just yeah. for my brain release. It doesn't mean anything less than the person I'm with. It just means that I had the ability of taking that time and decompressing in my own in my own brain. Right, which is super important. Like Absolutely. You have to have me time, no matter if you're in a relationship or not. And there is a lot for you to learn. This is your first relationship. And so if this becomes your long-term relationship, then you, I mean, you got lucky, you found it on the first try and you really made it happen. If it doesn't end up being that way, there's a lot you can learn having it be your first relationship because you are very aware and you you understand that your boyfriend does have more experience. So he kind of gets it. He knows these dynamics within a relationship a lot more than you would. And I don't know exactly how to tell you to get rid of the guilt. I mean, you should, it, it doesn't even have to be like his, you know, ideas for the night come first. If you want to go do something, that's just how it should be. You just go do it. And you got like, you communicate about it. Mm-hmm. You say like, like Morgan and I, it's like, oh, um, I'm going to go hang out with these people on Thursday night. And so just so you know, like I'm not going to be around. So if you want to make plans, you should make plans or do whatever Mm -hmm. you want to do. You communicate it, but you don't have to be like, is it okay if I go do this and like feel bad about it? Like that leads to very toxic relationships. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that could be the downfall of this relationship. If you're not able to get over that guilt because he's not having any problem. And so that guilt could end up really causing problems. It's almost like in, in, in one way, and I might be wrong in this, in, that you're feeling this, but like you're waiting for him to say, why don't you want to spend it with me? That you're looking for that. And he is spending his life with you. He is choosing to have you to share things with. And it's not sharing every second of every day, yeah. but it's sharing the, the, the global experience of going through life. Now, you guys should obviously take time to make a plan for this weekend to maybe go paddleboarding or to go out for the evening or to go experience something together that you are experiencing um, a mind-stimulating chemical interacting thing in your brain together. Now, whatever that may be, you guys get to pick that widget, but that's where you guys will grow together also. So he's you're you're not taking his gaming, but you're saying, hey, it's not the only thing. Yeah. And let's try some other things. But you also need, again, I will say it one more time, you need to find your own gig or your own thing that you enjoy to do. And you're going to do that just by experiencing that. The fact that he's your first relationship, I'm, I don't think it's the first person you ever dated or the only person you only dated. But- before you had that relationship, you were developing your own things on what you wanted to interact with and do in your life. If it's, you know, go-kart racing, if it is off uh, the side of a mountain ski jumping, if it's parachuting, or if it's knitting from mm-hmm. one extreme to the other, if it's ceramic class, if it is building engines, I'm not going to limit one thing you may find that passion in because until you find it, if it's golf, Whatever it might be. Yeah. Might be flight training to go learn to fly or to be an astronaut to go to Mars. It, whatever it is, you just need to take that time 
to find out the things that you enjoy in your life. And then you can invite him to do it with you once you figure out the one that you like. Yeah. Unless you guys stumble across something together. Yeah. So you'll find out. I mean, everyone grows. It, it won't be gaming forever. It may be gaming forever. We just don't know. And we don't know what your thing is. Obviously, you've tried the gaming and gaming isn't your gig. So I'm going to assume that. Yeah. All right. So that's that's j- this guy's uh, thought process. Yeah, just go with the flow. And like, it doesn't have to be full priority on the relationship. You can still prioritize yourself mm-hmm. and it's just a balance. Don't worry. It will just put yourself out there to find new things that, that you may like. And I think you'll be, you're going to find you seems like you found a great person and you guys are stable with one another. You're not, je- there's no jealousy issues going on. Yeah. And that's a healthy thing. So let's see where you go and keep us, uh, keep us in the loop. Well, and also one last thing, if sure. you find you can't get over the codependence, because I feel like I had a little bit of that in my first relationship early on. Mm-hmm. And like, though I was in high school, but I remember some feelings like that and that tendency. Mm-hmm. And if you can't get over it, then you can always turn to therapy yes. because that's a, a very legitimate way to take care of this if you're not able to on your own. Uh, absolutely. Okay. Let's, let's roll the next one. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Hi to dad and the father knows something family. I've been needing advice on this specific topic for a while and I thought what better place to go to than FKS. So three years ago, I downloaded Tinder for the first time and I met a guy on there. Let's call him George. Okay. George and I met up after a month of texting and the date was fine, but lackluster because of COVID having shut everything down at the time. There weren't any moves made the entire date and it ended off with a hug. At this time, I didn't have enough experience with dating to know that this meant that we were probably just friends since he never asked for a second date. Fast forward a year, we've been keeping in touch, and while I try to flirt, he never reciprocated the compliments or banter. We both ended up moving to the same city for college, and I figured out we were practically neighbors. So we started to hang out more frequently. He would ask if I wanted to run errands with him or just explore the town, and I was ecstatic each time. At this point, I knew I really liked him, and I thought there was potential for something serious. Especially now that he was starting to flirt back, even though in hindsight, I was just grasping onto any little thing he did or said to validate my feelings. One night, things escalated from one thing to another and we ended up having sex. After we finished, we cuddled and he asked why all of a sudden I wanted to get more physically intimate. I told him I just thought it would be fun and it wouldn't hurt to try since he was open to it as well. When he was leaving that night, I went in for a kiss and he stopped me saying that he was confused. About a week after that, I confessed my feelings for him and he replied with a, I just don't see you that way. Man, the way this crushed my heart. I had known this man for three years, and although in hindsight I see how uninterested he was, in the moment I really thought there was a chance he felt the same way. Since that day, he makes a genuine effort to try to get things back to the way they were, 
but I decided for myself that I needed space from him to get over the feelings before we could start hanging out regularly. So here's the problem. It's been six months and my feelings for him feel like a stubborn pimple because no matter how hard I try to get rid of them, they still keep popping up. I've been dating other people since then and I thought I was pretty much over him after not speaking for four months. But I recently discovered some pictures with him and another woman and it crushed me all over again. I can't help but compare myself to her, wonder why I wasn't good enough and so on. So how do I get over him? I thought distancing myself and finding new people would be enough, but I'm starting to think that I'm only distracting myself from the situation and not moving past it. Do I just need more time? Please help because we're still friends and I don't want to have to lose him. You know, this guy is an amazing guy. And he's an amazing guy for this, that you found a way of having a relationship with someone that you were friends you, you you started off as a casual thing, not knowing where it was going to go, but you found yourselves, you want to spend time together. And more t- and, and, and the longer you went on, the more time you spent together and you were interacting with one another. Two things happen. We don't know if he has commitment issues. We don't know if it's just as simple that, you know, there's something else about it that he just says, I really like being with, with her, but... I'm just not feeling that sexual or that 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 life cycle vibe. And that's a chemistry thing that you can't really plan or change or, or alter. You only can be you. And if he can't get through his shit to want you for who you are, then friends is where it's going to be. And that's where you want it to be because you really want the person that you can have that and the other side. And they're there. You just haven't found it yet. And what what the good thing about this is, in my experience, is that this is what I call the shit screen. You phase everyone out that doesn't rise to the level of what kind of man this guy was and what you liked about him. So you are. it's not that you're not finding... You don't want to find the date. Your subconscious is consistently looking. No one's rising to the occasion. But when the next person does rise to that occasion and surpasses it, wow, are you going to be in store for some powerful shit? And I have lived this. I have experienced it. We all have had different experiences and different way of processing our information. So I am only sharing you a thought. It doesn't make me right or or wrong. It's just, that's my experience. You just have to accept the fact that if something happens and he wakes up, you know, 22 years from now, where you may, may never found your, the, your person or that he is your person. But I'm just saying, don't wait. Just keep entertaining yourself. Keep seeing what's out there. And before you know it, someone will pop in. And who knows what happens with him when he sees you with somebody else. He may wig out. Never know. We don't know. You know, the the fact that he is dating, look, when you don't want to have a committed relationship or you're afraid of intimacy, there is no problem dating and being with other people. You're that person's with a lot of them, but they can't allow it to go to the next level. They they keep self-destructing that relationship. And he did self-destruct the relationship with you right off in the beginning, but for some 
way, you made it past all that and you guys became this friendship that was very special. And so- Have you been in that place? Oh yeah. Where you were very into someone and they they weren't into you? Absolutely. Absolutely. How long did it take you to to move on? Um, Or, Or what did it take? Well, it there were there were a couple. Of, I mean, I've been in in, a, in many relation in a few relationships where I am still friends with them today. That physical need, or that thing that says, or that yearn, is long gone. That yearn doesn't exist. But we have a great bond of trust and a friendship. So, so how did you get there, though? Time. Yeah. Time got me there. Um, one took me a lot longer because one of them I was madly in love with. But I also knew as much as we had issues in, in our relationship that I should probably have ended it two years before I really did end it. And and I will say it again, I was madly in love with this woman. Yeah. I mean, I really thought that she would be my one. And But we have a trust today with one another that is amazing. That even though we may talk once every three or four months, and I've certainly seen her get married and I've seen her get, you know, go through divorce and I've seen her go through love with somebody else. And, uh, it never, and this is the honest truth. It never flagged me that I said, gee, I would like to try that again. It didn't. I mean, I was totally, totally healed. Yeah. And that's a great place to be. Neither one of us really lied to one another. So when they, when, when there's a relationship like this, where there is no lying, it's honesty. It, it, it works out better. Yeah. Um, I've had relationships that they did lie to me and yeah, we still, you know, are, you know, are in a relationship of a different sort, but they're the, the, again, those feelings are long dead. Maybe in this situation, you know, of course I, I want to be the, the hopeless romantic and, you know, with all the the movies and shows mm-hmm. that portray it this way and say, you know, maybe he'll come around at some point, but I think what's healthiest for you is to take what he is right now and that he's not interested and just, you got to learn to pretend that like, that's going to be how it is forever. Mm-hmm. And if you can get yourself there to know that the door is totally closed, do what you got to do to, move forward and to get over this, whether it is taking maybe even more than the four months away, you know, maybe, or do what it takes to get you back to where you can try and move past him. Because then if it does come back around one day, you're almost better off being moved on, being, you know, fully I emotionally like where there's, there's not, you're not yearning for that connection, Mm -hmm. maybe as a friend, but if you were able to move on and you come back and he does at some point come around, I think it would be a lot stronger than holding out this hope. I mean, you're going to put yourself through years of struggle with this hope and with your feelings and, and going through this constantly because every new person, you know, he breaks up with, you'll get this, this like, boost of hope. And then every time you meet someone new, you'll feel this heartbreak all over again. So you got to find a way to get yourself out of that cycle because as of right now, he is not in the same place. 
Yeah, I mean, and it's really interesting. The fact that you were able to be this friend, uh, accept the friendship. Don't worry about the intimacy. And if it's meant to happen, it will happen. But meanwhile, don't deny yourself from finding that person and keeping that, you know, your eyes open for the, um, a fellow to walk in your life that is magic. I, I have a friend, a woman, that is, you know, certainly looking to find that guy. And uh, Amy and I went out the other evening and we bumped into our friend and uh, she was with a first date. And we walked away and said, wow, he was really a nice guy. And she said, yeah, and he's a man. He's not a boy. And I said, that's, that's something different. So she's already now realized, even though she was crazy about this one person that was typically what I would call a boy, okay. even though he was growing up and he was yeah. just never growing, you know, never grew up. Now she's out with a guy that is a man. She finally got above that next level to realize what she's really seeking. And she says, I would never be interested in that other guy again. There you go. And that is something that you'll see when this, when somebody does walk in that will have uh, a character uh, benefit that is un, is unique to you. So yeah. give it a shot. Don't, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Relax and just keep living life and it will happen. It just does. Yeah. You have another one for me? Number three. Let's go. I, 18 female, have been having some problems with my boyfriend, 18 male. He got diagnosed with cancer back in November, and of course with that, problems arise. He's extremely young, and due to that, he's been able to get good cancer treatment. We have great communication skills and talk about things if they're an issue, and we're very open with each other. He's my best friend, and I love him a lot. I felt like a mess the first month of which he told me he had cancer. I felt out of balance, but feel like I'm gathering the balance again. Of course, my mental health hasn't been great. It never really has, but it's positivity and support is what keeps me going. I've had numerous breakdowns in front of him and I've won at least once a week and it's infuriating. Sometimes I get triggered by the smallest things and sometimes I don't even know why I'm crying and it's so confusing for him because he doesn't know what to do. Of course, he'll comfort me, but other than that, he doesn't know what to do. I think they're mostly related to the situation as a whole because it frustrates me that we can't do things like we used to. We can't go out to crowded public spaces because of his immune system. And usually it's not a problem because we'd stay at home anyway, but we both miss going out together. Even though he might be tired, often he always wants to do something. And that's understandable since he isn't at school like me, but this is where a problem arises. Usually I'm tired and want to relax, but he wants to do stuff. We've never really had problems like this before and it's quite infuriating because if you're cuddling with someone and you can feel that they'd rather do something else, it's sad. I don't feel the same kind of love for him like I used to, but damn, it fucking sucks and I hate cancer. So all in all, I want advice on how to handle my breakdowns and I want to kind of discover how I can tell my partner what I need in those moments and how to decrease them. I also want advice on what we can do when we're opposites regarding wanting to do something and not wanting to do something. Thank you. You're great. You are have been tasked with the need to grow up very quickly. 
And where most people at 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, get to be a, a kid a little more in their growing up stage. You know, the young adult gets to go out and party. They get to go to bars. We, we know they're going to dance and drink and find and look and play and all, and all the stuff that goes along with it and experiment and make mistakes and do dumb things. That's not a part of your life right now, my darling. You, you love someone. You've been with somebody that is your best friend and you together. I, I can't just say him. It, it mostly affects him because he's fighting for his life. And you are fighting for his life and your relationship and all the other stuff that goes along with it. And you're, and not to lose your best friend. I'm not saying that it, that's not part of your equation, but this is something that 18 year olds everywhere. Most people, 18 year olds don't have to deal with. And you are, it's right in front of you. So you got to recognize a couple of things. This is where really growing up quick uh, comes in and you lose the, um, the stupidness that you're allowed, <laughs> the goofiness. I, I don't even know what you want to call it. The, that growth, that growth uh, period from, we'll say, 18 to 24, where you can do all this shit and chances are you'll get away with it. Right. But there is, there is that, that, you know, that testing period of where, you know, where you can stretch your bounds or what you can get away with. This discipline does not, is, is not part of your guy's equation. Your equation is he's got to be able to enjoy the rest of his life because his life could end at any time or near any time. I don't know what his cancer is, but it's not a fun thing. He's got to go through procedures to, to fight it. He's probably got to go through whatever they can with, uh, He's got stage two lymphoma, okay. so he's in chemo. So there's, you know, all these different practices of medicine that they are going through to to make this person have a to live, let alone have a normal life. Yeah. So the time that you are understanding of one another and both of your needs um, will only make you guys grow further together, or it may in one, some cases, drive you apart. It's, it's your maturity level and how much you really love one another and really can understand what it takes. Now, I am not going to tell you that if you are 40 years old, it's any different. It is not. Right. It is still the same discipline to give to the one you love and to be understanding and to share with and share whatever you can. If, imagine you had children already. I mean, obviously, you. I don't think you do, but... It, it would be a whole different experience because now you're fighting for your kid's father. It's not that it's any more depth and love that you feel right now, but there's more depth and commitment, I think. And, and, and where the, some of those feelings kind of compound themselves. So the only recommendation that I really can give you is it's really, you guys are on the right track being honest with, with one another, knowing you're, you're fighting for each other's life. You're fighting for his life and he is also cares about your life as well. He wants to see you have a wonderful life. And I'm sure at the same thing in one side of his brain says, I may not be there for that. And the other side of him says, I want to be there for that. Yeah. So 
you are, you're on the right approach. I'm not going to tell you to change your approach and reaching out to people to, to have the answer for you. Uh, I think anyone would be, would be amiss to say, I have the answer for you. All the, you, all they can say is I'm here for you and I'm a sounding board for you. And when you get frustrated, uh, you need to be able to bounce it off and, and talk to somebody going to a counselor is not a bad idea if you're not getting the support that you feel is working for you at home with your parents or with him, because all of you are in for this is not just between you and him. It's his parents, your parents, you're, you're all in this together. So the more that you guys are teamed together and you have that stronger team will help you. And yes, you're mad. There's anger inside of you because you're 18 years old. And what the hell am I dealing with this for? That's part of the maturity that's being forced mm-hmm. to you to grow up a lot quicker. So I'm with you and I, I, I feel every bit you can, and I'm here to, to offer you support in any which way I can. And I'm sure your parents are as well. I hope they are. And if they're not, I'm here. And I guarantee that the listeners that are going to write in and comment are going to be there to give you support as well. So I'm here to write in your comments and write back. And we're here. I'm not going to bail on you. I see what you guys are going through and it's, it's a tough one. And all we can do is, is, is pray and hope that the, the, that the universe and God and the, the meds you know, work for him. I, I, I know that the um, stem cell researches, I don't know if, if where they've gotten today. Um, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a dad. And my job is just to be here for you and give you love and support. Yeah. I think communication's at the, the forefront of this one. And this it, is all about saying exactly how you feel, him and you, and just being so open because the balance is going to be off for a while. Mm-hmm. The balance is going to be shifted. And like, of course, with your ideal outcome, I just want to be happy. And for him to be happy, I want that balance back. You know, it's not going to be back while he's going through this. Even when he is done going through this and everything is great and everything turns out fine, this is a, a th- it's like exercising. You stretch the muscle, you become stronger. This will will make the relationship stronger in many ways. I can't say that you'll end up, uh, end up together at the end of the day. That that may or may not happen at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But your honesty will get you through it, and you'll be stronger. But he will be different, and you will be different at the end of this because this is a life changing event. Yes, and you guys grow. You are no longer going to be children. This is. Not like skipping in the schoolyard. This is a whole different thing. And then you have the next phase of life, which we all get anyways. You're just getting a, a more concentrated version today yeah. because of the predicament. All right. Got another one for me? Number four. Okay. My 26 female boyfriend, 25 male, is moving into his house near the end of June. He wants me to move in with him for the house, which I'm looking forward to. The problem is I live in an apartment and the lease is up at the end of March. To sign for another year, my rent will increase by $200, which I won't be able to save much money. If I got month to month or signed for six months, the rent is up by almost $500. So he offered for me to move in with him now. He currently lives with his parents so that we both can save money. 
His parents love me, so they're okay with it and would only charge me around $300 for rent. I would be able to save so much money. However, I haven't lived with my own parents since I was 19 and enjoy the freedom and independence I have. I also have a cat and his father hates cats. He said he'd be okay with the cat, but I'm still nervous about it. Also, I'm overweight and his family, mainly his dad, has had a huge issue with that in the past. Anywhere from telling his son to get a new girlfriend and just scolding him because of my weight, it's a weird setup. While I am losing weight, it's still annoying to deal with. Me and my boyfriend have been together for over a year now and knew each other for a year prior. I don't think our relationship is fragile enough for living with his parents to break it, but I also have high anxiety and worry about my mental health and the general imposter syndrome if I choose to live with him for the three months minimum. My own dad thinks it's a great idea, but my friends think it's not worth losing some of my independence. Please help me. I'm so confused on what to do. Well, let's have a discussion. Yeah. Okay. Let's approach this differently. Um, she moves in with them. Doesn't work out. Father starts putting pressure. You know, he sticks his nose where it doesn't belong. Yeah. You know, it causes her anguish. She finds that it's making her more anxious to, to come home. She doesn't want to go home. Yeah. What happens? She says, this isn't working out. She goes, finds another place. She moves in and she goes forward with her life. Okay. There's always another place. Right. Okay. Um, these guys are, are raising the rent on her anyways. Substantially. 200 bucks at, at best. Yes. The, the apartment building. Yeah. That is correct. So, yes. you know, you're welcome to give it a shot. I mean, my answer is, you know, when you go into some situations with the the mindset it's going to fail, you typically bring to fruition exactly what you've been anticipating. It's going to fail. You, it somehow subconsciously that, that allows it, that makes it happen. If you don't want to take a chance on that, then my answer is, Either find a different apartment or sign the lease and write it for another year and see where your relationship is in a year. If he can't move now or move in with you there. Right. Right. Now, I don't know why he can't temporarily move in with you and share the expense of that $200 extra month to month uh, when you're going to be forced to spend. And I'm not saying paying his parents $300 is not fair because let me tell you, I understand there are costs that go in when you move in. Yeah. No one, no one, there's more water being used. There's more heat being used. There's more this, there's more of that. It's not that it's, it's not fair. It's the right thing to do. And I, and I fully uh, get that. You know, it's the, the thing is if, if you automatically know it's going to be an issue and you feel in your heart, you're going to set yourself up for that destruction. Have him move in with you at your house. You know, it, it, there's still, it's the same bed. I don't think you guys are getting separate bedrooms. Yeah. You're moving in together so you can wake up in the same bed in the morning. Yeah. I'm going to assume. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my answer is have a move in. If, if, if you're not, if you don't feel the comfort and the, and the ease moving into uh home with his parents, then he can certainly leave his stuff at his parents temporarily and move in with you. And when the other apartment comes available, you guys then move into the other one together. Yeah. You bump it up. 
I know how tempting the saving money is because it is a big difference and you can really, I mean, 900 a month starts to stack up pretty quick. Um, my gut though is that saving that money is not worth putting yourself in such a toxic environment. I, I'm with you. Like it is not worth the mental health. It is not worth it to be a, around this guy's awful father. Like even the stuff that he said in my book is like unforgivable. Like that, and it's, to put yourself there and that accessible where it's like these comments could start being directed like to your face. I just, it's kind of a, a nightmare. It's kind of scary for me to even think about that option. So I like the idea of maybe asking him to come move in, but I think he's under the impression he's staying at his parents to save money until he is in this house. Second of all, in the any additional info, I'm talking with my apartment to see if I can sign for six months at my current rent rate because my unit has a lot of issues that are not worth the 1200 rent. So if you can pull that off, option A, option A for sure. I, I, I really do believe that the right direction is to stay, to, to not have to change your environment to go into their home. Not this early on where, you know, look, sometimes parents, I don't know what the deal is. Um, they look at the mate of their offspring and say, Ew, I would never go for that because they don't flip their parent switch, which it shouldn't at all. They find that they have to be attracted to the person for their kid and their kid knows the, knows their mate, loves their mate for who they are. They don't see whatever it is that may turn their parent off. It's sick. You, you, you just have to, it is really strange. I, I see it a lot. Yeah, it's strange. I mean, I've had a lot of friends that would give me this shit and I would listen to it and I'd say, you don't know the relationship that they share. You see physicality. It's really wonderful that, that your kid sees that person for who that person is. Yeah. And not the sexual object that you may want to put on it. It's weird. It is. It so- is. With the information that you have at hand, I say you're going to have to stick it out and not go that direction and invite him to come stay with you during this period. Or hopefully get this like six month locked in rent rate and you'll be set. Yep. That's the best of both worlds. You can stay, he'll do his thing and whatever. And then boom, a few months goes by. June is not that far away. Oh, it's, this is nothing. Yeah. So see if that's an option. And then definitely reassess if it's not. But yeah. Okay. So we got number five. It's our last one. Let's go. Hi, Jerry. Hello. Parentheses and Justin Morgan and Holly. Hello. <laughs> in spirit. Yes. Or in offsite and in offsite. <laughs> <laughs> I need help with my relationship with my 32 female boyfriend, 32 male. We both have great jobs and have a great life together 90% of the time. My family loves him, his loves me, and we agree on all important social, political areas. We make each other laugh and genuinely have a great life together. Not really bad. 10%, he drinks way more than me. He gets drunk on a regular basis, and while not outwardly violent or hateful towards me, he becomes impossible to communicate with. 
I hear him drinking and playing video games in the other room and yelling, slamming his hands on the desk and regularly throwing his phone across the room. When I tell him this frightens me and that I won't have it in my home, he gets defensive and leaves to stay with his brother. Mm -hmm. When he's drinking, he becomes impossible to communicate with. When he's sober, he refuses to acknowledge how big of a problem this behavior is. This is my best friend, my favorite person, and we've spent so much time planning out a future together. How can I make him see how destructive this behavior is? I don't want to leave him. This is my first serious relationship, but I don't know how to stop this from ruining us. I'm just so lost and don't really have a father to turn to. You know, when you started the the write-in, you said 90% were great and 10% we have a problem. And I thought to myself in relationships that I that I know, yeah. I said, 90%, man, this, this couple's got it made. 90% is nothing. However, alcohol and what you're living with there is not 10%. That's right. You are you are skewing your numbers and your percentages. It can that that 10% can turn to 60%, 70% real quick when it happens. Imagine you have children and you go on with a life. This is if, if this is not a behavior that's going to be dealt with today by not only you know you you're dealing with it by him and where he recognizes that this cannot be the behavior and the danger of it then unfortunately it will not get better and it will have a greater effect as you guys get older the rubber band gets tighter until it busts so sometimes if 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 you're not going to get someone to buy into this reality and admission today you only have one option is to prevent your life to be altered where 60% later is, is developed because of anger, frustration, and all the other toxicities that come with it. So I, I only tell you as a parent, be careful and use your gut feeling to guide you on this one. I'm not going to tell you to stay with him or get rid of him. I'm going to say, you really got to think this thing through and see how he's responding. If he is not responding to be a part of the solution, then I feel you only have one direction to go. And mm-hmm. that is to walk away. And that's a tough thing to do when you love somebody. But he's got the opportunity now to stop and alter that direction by committing to to not take on this behavior. Look, he's got anger issues. He's throwing the telephone across the room. This is not a normal behavior. Uh, I am sure there's anger management, there's help, there's things that are out there. And in the show, I have not been, you know, in this, every other line out of my mouth is, you know, psychological assistance. I haven't been using that one on everyone, but this one, there is traits that are triggers of, of anger that you gotta pay attention to. Mm -hmm. So my answer is pay attention to the full picture. And even though you have a sketch of it, it's gonna color in and I just don't want it to color in too dark for you. Yeah, and I think the, the one line that sticks out the most to me is when he's sober, he refuses to acknowledge how big of a problem this Mm -hmm. is. That's gotta be at least on his end and for himself and for your relationship, that's kind of the first step is realizing there's a problem. Yeah. 
and realizing the seriousness of a problem. Because if you're going to be disconnected on that, then that's going to slowly start to, it's kind of like a crack going through a sidewalk. Soon enough, that thing is going to start to pull apart. Like that's going to be, it turns into like a full on hole, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, these are just cracks on the surface, but that's a, that's a big, big thing. It's a big crack on the surface. And so it just seems like that for me, I would, at least if I was in this relationship, I would need to see at least that acknowledgement, the willingness to try and be better for you and for the relationship. Because as a partner in this relationship, in this team, it is not wrong to say, here are the feelings I'm having. Here's how I feel when this stuff happens. And when I can't communicate with you, how you don't acknowledge the problem and these anger things. And basically you have every right to either decide it's not right for you or tell him you like, you need to see change. You don't have to be his parent. That, that's where I was going to go is by saying it's really, you live on a border that you don't want to be his mother and father to scold him, but you're approaching this as his mate right. and as a life partner. And if this is not something that you want, you have to say point blank to him. This is, this is a deal breaker for me Yeah, because it doesn't get better as we get older. I've seen it. I've witnessed it or I've read about it or go investigate it that maybe it's going to counseling together and we're, we're at counseling. They, you know, the counselor can, can lay out the possibilities of where, where this can lead to or what can happen if he does uh, control this or get help with some of this, because people will say he doesn't need help with, you know, the fact that he's throwing a phone across the room. Hey, he's playing a video game. He's mad. Yeah. Haven't you ever slammed, haven't you ever slammed something on the, on, you know, your hand on the table when someone's pissed you off on a, on a movie? You know, that maybe when I was like 10. Yeah. This is different. Yeah. This is a lead of uh, not controlling uh, his emotion or his thoughts. And I've been with uh, in a relationship that had a, a child, a teenager, 18 years old, that was in the other room. And we would sit and we would be whatever we were doing in the living room. And we'd hear from the other side of the house things getting thrown and screaming yeah. and anger on a video game yeah we said this is a problem one last thing i want to point out is the fact that he also is running away from the problems Mm -hmm. because when you actually confront him he just gets defensive and leaves sure this isn't going the right direction and the other thing is i think putting it on the table saying this is a deal breaker making him aware that he could potentially lose you over this might spark him to start having some thoughts about this because really the change needs to come from within him. That's correct. You're not going to be able to make him change, but you might be able to spark an idea of change. But I mean, you got to look out for yourself. And here's the most important thing that you, that you must do with this. If you do choose to take the direction to say, Honey, this is a deal breaker. And if we don't get we don't get a grip on this thing now, I'm out of here. The answer is if he doesn't get a grip on it, 
you got to get out of there. You can't. That's true. Yeah. You can't threaten this thing because all of a sudden, then you become you've you've reinforced and you have taught his brain that you're willing to accept this. So you got to be prepared to really walk. So you said, I I, I really can't talk. I don't have a parent I can talk to. I'm, I'm I'm asking you. If you're asking me, my answer is identify the issue with him. Make it clear that this is going to be a deal breaker. If we don't if we don't hit it head on and make some changes with it because I am not going to subject my life to this. Yeah. And, and that's it. It's that simple. It's not that I don't love you. It's not that I don't want to want to share my life with you. I don't want to share my life with this part of you. And if I can't have this part dealt with on a responsible level and you're not willing to get some assistance with it, then I need to walk today because I'm not going to sacrifice the rest of my life for it. Right. And though he hasn't gotten outwardly violent or hateful towards you, Doesn't these mean he kinds won't. of situations tend to lead that way. Mm-hmm. So just be very aware, look out for yourself and really do what's best for you first and foremost. Yeah. And also I would take a look at at some of the male figures in, in family life that he's been around to see if any of this is inherent to that family unit or not it might be uh mean something or may not but i would certainly would wouldn't turn a deaf ear to any to, to what he was raised around yeah and that behavior so that's it for this week's show um morgan didn't poke her head in taylor didn't poke his head. i guess he's not back from working out and uh, we look for you for next week first of all i want to thank you all for watching the show and i'm glad that we are here to do it it uh, works for all of us. I guess this might even be therapy for me. <laughs> Maybe that's why I do it because we have a lot of fun and it, and I do enjoy to see how you, uh, you guys respond to it. So well, and just the community we've created of helping people, yeah. like people write in and sure we can say whatever about it, but then the community all comes together on YouTube and adds their advice. We People have, have been through this way more than we have. Yeah, we have a family. So we're, we are all part of this together on this, um, this journey uh, where we are today. So love you all. And again, continue to, to write in because we do, a, we do use them. And on that note, we're going to do a Patreon next. Yes. So uh, make sure you dial in our Patreon. I do believe that we're going to have our, uh, our um, was it family counseling or group session, group counseling coming up at the end of the month. Yep. 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 So if you haven't joined Patreon, please do so. Cause you have to be a Patreon member to join us on a group session where you can call in. We, uh, I, I see blurry pictures of you all on a, on a computer screen. I think we need to get a bigger screen or something so I can we could do that. see yeah. that. That'd be kind of fun. And we can really talk about things that are on your mind in a group. So please get into uh, Patreon and log into um, group session. On that note, uh, we'll see you next week and have a great week. Goodbye. Bye.